Hi, and thanks for hitting the snooze button. My name is Neil Headley. Well, welcome to episode number 11. And uh, we're going to kick things off here tonight with uh, a very bizarre, unexpected thank you. Uh, not that the thank you itself was unexpected, because uh, the amount of gratitude is just, there's no possible way to summarize. Um, but what was unexpected, and if you follow us on social media, then you already know all about this. Um, we got word early last week that thanks to you, the snooze button has become uh, one of the most popular uh, podcasts in the health and fitness category in Canada. And Canada is a country where they do a lot of podcast listening, um, more than most countries, more than the United States, more than most countries in Europe. Uh, and so to find out that uh, in a country that pay attention to podcasts, um, to be ranked uh, among the top in that particular category, we didn't see that one coming. So thank you very much. Um, that of course, springboards into this request, which is if you like what we're doing, a couple things you can do to help us out and help us continue that run as one of the more popular podcasts in that category. First of all, subscribe. Um, it's one thing to listen through your favorite podcast. It's another thing to become a subscriber so that you just automatically get the new episodes. It's always important to podcasters when you subscribe as, a point, as opposed to just listening. So that would be appreciated. Uh, if you know somebody that you think would benefit from the information that we are handing out, uh, by all means, pass on a link. Uh, the easiest way to find us or the easiest way to refer somebody to what we're doing is to send them the link to our website at thesnoozebutton.com slash podcast, thesnoozebutton.com slash podcast. Um, and you can follow us on social media as well, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. Admittedly, the Instagram game is extraordinarily weak. I keep trying to recruit help, and that has been a fruitless search so far. However, uh, the uh, place where you can find us on all three platforms is Get Your Snooze On. So whether you're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Get Your Snooze On, if you can follow us over there as well. Because typically, in addition to putting out information about new episodes of the show, we also tweet out links to new research, to new articles that we've found that are relevant in the sleep world. So all of that information's out there. Now, as far as this week's episode's concerned, I want to introduce you. You're going to hear a couple of different voices in this episode. Um, first, we're going to introduce you to a guy in New Zealand who runs a 24-7 radio station broadcasting over the internet that is designed to put people to sleep. Uh, and it's working for lots and lots of people, like tens of thousands of people have been tuning into sleep radio in New Zealand. We're going to be introducing you to John Watson, the man that runs the whole thing. Uh, and he's a terrific guy, as humble as all get out, um, and, and is making a difference for people. But also, toward the end of the episode... I want to introduce you to another sleep specialist, neuroscientist, who has some input on the science behind what John is doing, and uh, we'll get you a clip from that as well. But without any further ado, let's get you straight into it uh, with John Watson from Sleep Radio. So, John, people who listen to the show every week know that no matter who you are, whether you're, you know, the lead guitarist for a rock band or if you are a world-class neuroscientist, everybody gets the same question. It's not going to be any different for you. How did you sleep last night? Actually, I slept like a log, mainly because I was so tired, I think. Um, it's very unusual for me to do that because 
normally, in fact, I don't have any trouble um, getting to sleep. I, I go out like a light, but it's usually in the middle of the night around 2 or 3 a.m. I wake up and stare at the ceiling and think, oh, no, another night. Um, and I can lie there for two hours, sometimes make the mistake of getting up and um, sitting around and checking my Facebook messages, which is, of course, fatal for sleep. Um, I'm probably my own worst enemy. But last night, thank you, I did have a great night's sleep. So that, when you tell me that you wake up at 2 or 3 in the morning and stare at the ceiling, from what I understand, that's an improvement of sorts for you, isn't it? Oh, it's a vast improvement. Some nights I couldn't sleep at all. Um, I mean, my worst time was when I was finally diagnosed with depression around 2012. And of course, a side effect of depression is insomnia. And um, and I had no idea why I was so tired at work the next day. And so, yes, um, to answer your question, um, last night was particularly unusual for me because just a few years ago, my insomnia was uh, was terrible. So the insomnia... If I understand your timeline correctly, and and feel free to say uh, at any point, no, Neil, you're an idiot. Here's how it went. Um, <laughs> the insomnia led you to basically stumble upon your own cure of sorts, which you have decided to share with the world. Um, yes. Well, I, I went and saw a really, really good counselor, and uh, his suggestion to me was, well, why don't you try listening to relaxation music to help you sleep and stay asleep? And that was fine. I went and purchased a few CDs, and uh, it wasn't long before I got sick of the CDs, the same music over and over and over again. And so I thought, oh, well, I'll try listening to internet radio stations. There's a few, few of them around. And so that was fine um, for the first 10 minutes or so until, of course, on came the advertisements or on came the DJ telling me what a great person he was and it uh, wasn't really conducive to sleep and keeping me asleep. And so as a result of that, I thought, well, I think I can do better than this. And so I thought, I'll start playing some music of my own and, and put some tracks together and uh, and do some research as to where I could find that music. But then I came across all these insomnia Facebook groups and, and found that it's a worldwide problem. And I thought, well, I've got all these technical skills. Why don't I put them to good use? And, um, and start broadcasting these things over the internet. Um, initially, I just thought, well, I'll just get a, a one-hour file and just upload it and, and share the link to everybody. But uh, unfortunately for, for my wife and I, it uh, became a much bigger project um, as time went on. And of course, we ended up broadcasting to the world and we now broadcast to over 48,000 people a month. That's amazing. And how long have you been doing this now? We're uh, coming up to our fifth anniversary now. It's um, been a very long journey. I was very, very happy when we started off on our first night. We had six listeners, and I was elated that I was actually able to help six listeners get to sleep. And from there, it's just gone by leaps and bounds. It's, uh, I've been listening for a while and, uh, we'll get into the details, I guess, on, on the music and where that comes from, because as far as I'm aware, people can also submit music and we'll talk about that in just a little bit, yes. but talk to me about the background of this. I mean, I'm assuming that at some point, um, you probably did a bit of a deep dive on the music itself, why it was recommended to you, and why this works for people? Um, look, being totally honest, 
I really don't know why it works. It just does. Um, but I have to be very careful of the music that we put to air. In fact, I do make some mistakes sometimes in putting up tracks and we get a few complaints about it and I take it down. But the music has to be um, ambient. It has to be very uh, slow and downbeat uh, with no vocals, um, no recognisable beat, no drums. Um, our listeners tell us they don't like bird song. They don't like water. Uh, they don't like hearing birds cheeping and those sorts of things. And so um, it's a very fine-tuned art in terms of putting this together as to what tracks are going to work and what tracks won't. Yeah, you can't just jump onto Amazon and grab a couple of Tangerine Dream albums or maybe some Vangelis and throw that in and assume that it's going to work for you. No, not at all. You've got my, my job is to actually listen to every single track right through, um, and I have actually made the mistake of not listening to a track right through. In fact, we had one last week. A listener sent us an email and said, um, "There's this really strange noise coming from this particular track." And I went on and had a listen, and it was fine for the first five minutes. But in the sixth, seventh, and eighth minute, on comes thumpa 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 thumpa, and I thought. I should have listened to that one a little bit longer um, and just immediately deleted it from the playlist. So but, it's like um, having noisy neighbors. Oh, yes. And then our listeners tell us very quickly if something's not working for them. And uh, in fact, it's great feedback, even though it may be negative, because it tells us what works and what doesn't work. So, I'm, I mean, I'm assuming that this is a tool that you also continue to use for yourself. Absolutely. Most nights I lie on my bed. Uh, with an earplug in one ear, uh, and I have to do that because my wife um, doesn't like sleep radio. It doesn't actually work for her. In fact, she listens to talking books, and that works for her. But I put my little earbud in my ear and put on my music, and off to dreamland I go. So talk to me about, you, you mentioned getting e tracks emailed to you and things like that from listeners. I mean, look, this is, I mean, even though the, the audience for it sounds uh, massive, um, this is not going to be the kind of thing that a, a budding musician can, can build a career on, although I'm sure there probably are musicians out there who put these kinds of tracks together who would probably love to get exposure with something like this. So is it sort of just an open call? Can people just send you their stuff and, and you'll go through it? How does that work? Well, you've got it nailed right on the head. Um, we have a lot of music submitted to us through our website uh, from people who we haven't heard of um, and no one else has really heard of either. Um, I have to say we probably reject around 90% of what we receive and we're very nice um, in terms of our response to them, you know, thank you, but no thanks, because, you know, your particular track has, um, it might have a recognisable beat or they may be singing on it, for example, and they don't realise. Um, but we have some wonderful regular uh, artists who submit work to us. They're, they're ambient and new age artists. Some are reasonably well known. Some have won major awards. Uh, their music is just superb and ideal for our listeners. Um, other, another uh, chap, we have a chap in the UK who actually sends us tracks and he makes them in his back bedroom uh, with uh, half a dozen keyboards and the music is absolutely perfect for our listeners. 
So what kind of, because I know I'm, I'm going to save us both either several emails or several mouse clicks because my very strong hunch is someone's going to hear this conversation and say, oh, well, I've got this and that that I'd like to send. Um, so give me give me the technical details. If somebody wants to send you stuff, uh, what do you need from them? And I'm assuming somewhere along the way, they also need to sign over broadcast rights or something like that. Like there needs to be some kind of documentation that it's okay for you to use all this stuff. Well, we do have a disclaimer on our website which says that we're simply unable to pay for music rights, uh, mainly because our station broadcasts from uh, my home here in Tiaraha. We have a little studio here, and we just simply can't afford uh, to do that. Um, in fact, what we do, we do at our own cost. So uh, the disclaimer is on the website that, um, you know, submit music to us, then you won't get paid. Simple as that. But, and it's a huge but, um, when tracks are submitted to us, we ask them to uh, include metadata in their tracks, such as it needs to list the, the artist's name and their, the name of the track. Uh, it needs to have embedded in it the sales URL, because on our website, people can actually see in live, um, in live terms what track is actually playing and what track has played before that. And so they can actually click on that particular track and it will take them into the sales website, for example, iTunes, where they can purchase the album or listen to the album themselves. And so people who submit work to us, if they have all of those things embedded in their tracks, like the artwork, etc., then it's more likely that our listeners will say, gee, that sounds really good. They'll go and investigate what the track is and purchase it. And so there are benefits for those people who send us music. Did you picture yourself going down this road when, when the depression was at its peak? Did you picture yourself becoming a broadcaster? Not at all. Um, in fact, in fact, I don't really regard myself as a broadcaster because, I mean, we don't broadcast over the airwaves. We broadcast over the internet only, mainly because it's much more efficient and it reaches more people. Um, and the last thing you'll hear on our station is me, um, unless, of course, you're listening to one of our rather dated podcasts uh, because that's not the purpose of the station. The purpose of the station is to play um, non-stop relaxation music 24 hours a day with no advertisements, no DJs, no station IDs, just pure music 24-7. Uh, because anything other than that um, will keep people awake or wake them up. Uh, let's give people the details on on where they can find the station. Um, and, and again, 24-7, uh, there are hundreds and hundreds of people listening at any given moment uh the the times that i've i've you know just kind of popped in just to see what was going on i th i think the smallest number of listeners i ever saw at any one time was still in the hundreds which for when you think about something that is is this much of a uh a, a sort of a niche project to have that big of an audience at any given moment, that's, you know, there are terrestrial radio stations that wish that they had that many people listening to their internet stream uh, at a time. So where do we find you uh, and, and how do people, if they wanted to, for example, support what you're doing to maybe take some of the load off of your back, how do they do that? <laughs> right. That's a triple question right there. Um, well, firstly, um, the best way to find us is to go to our website, and that is sleepradio, all one word, .co.nz. That's sleepradio.co.nz. Um, 
And on the website, there are uh, a number of ways to listen in. There's a, uh, a link which takes you to our four players on our on our player page. And we also have a free app which people can download, and that works on uh, both Apple and Android uh, smartphones and tablets. So, and, and that's free; and doesn't cost you anything. Um, but in terms of supporting us, we do actually accept donations. So, if anyone is ever so kind to, to send us uh, one of those donations that occur for us around once a month, that would be just wonderful, and it helps keep us on air. Um, the station itself costs my wife and I probably a couple of thousand dollars a year, so it's reasonably modest, but um, any money that comes in uh, and helps us is very, very greatly appreciated. But all the details are up on our website. Is there stuff that you wish you could do that, you know, you, you talk about it, it costs you a little bit uh, per year to keep it running. Is there stuff that you would love to be able to do with it, but, you know, it, it starts to become cost prohibitive? Because I, I think everybody that ever starts anything on the Internet has a million things they would love to tweak, a million extra features they would love to add, a million things they would love to play with. But then, you know, when the credit card bill comes in at the house and you have to explain it to your spouse and you go, you know, uh, yeah, I, I had to spend all this money to get a little flashing thing at the bottom of the screen. It becomes difficult to justify. Well, it's, it's really funny that you say that because we were sitting here um, in the studio about, well, about seven o'clock last night <laughs> and my monitor died. Bang, there's $400 just right there. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what I did, I couldn't get it to go. And then I opened up the back and it's all cocked inside and I thought, oh no. So today we have to go down to the computer shop and buy a new monitor. So we have little things happen like that. I mean, the other thing is um, we're running pretty basic software. We use free editing software for our for our music. Um, for example, we use Audacity, which is a an open source free uh, software that we use. But um, for me, it's not quite good enough for broadcast quality. And, um, and it's those little things that would help. But overall, in terms of what we do, uh, we don't have any wonderful visions of uh, going on the air on the FM band, mainly because we live in a small town of about 3,000 people. And uh, it simply wouldn't be worth it. We'd much rather uh, invest monies in terms of reaching the world. I mean, at the moment, we know that we reach 182 countries. And I didn't even know that there were that many countries in the world, but <laughs> there are. And, uh, and and that's the goal. It's just simple. It, some people call it my ministry, if you like, um, to just reach as many people around the world as possible to help them get to sleep and stay asleep. John, anybody that's got uh, ways for people to fall asleep, stay asleep, how, whatever it is their particular challenge happens to be, anybody that comes up with something that's worth trying and judging by the size of the audience you've got for this thing, it's not only that they're trying it, but that it works and they're sticking with it, um, I salute you for the effort. So uh, we're going to put all the information on how to get to the station, how to support it, all those sorts of things, um, and, and we'll cover off the technical details as well for people who maybe want to submit their own music for your consideration as well. But uh, it's just a treat to connect with you. I, I saw the story online where uh, someone had written a column about your project and I thought, this is this is just great. We need more stuff like this that is sort of, uh, for lack of a better term, crowdsourced by people who understand what the particular challenges are because there are, I'm sure, so many big corporations that would love to get into the sleep game. Um, but 
you know, it, it just wouldn't be the same as if it came from the heart from someone who has walked down this path of actually needing a solution like this. So I, uh, I'm a big fan of what you're doing and I hope you get continued success out of it. Well, we're turning into big fans that infect it to what you're doing because I had a brief look over your website last night and did my research, Neil, and uh, and you seem to be helping a lot of people with your podcast, particularly in terms of the health experts that you've had on air. I have listened to a few of them and, uh, and that commendation goes right back to you as well because uh, we think that you're doing a great job in helping people who suffer from this terrible condition as well. well so what, well done to you too. What's interesting at my end is that the fun part's about to start. Um, you know, the episodes of, of the snooze button that have come along so far have mostly dealt with building a foundation, um, you know, making sure that I have a tracker, for example, a Fitbit, that if I try something and it has an impact, I needed to make sure that I had a device that was sensitive enough, for example, to pick up those subtle differences. So great. Mm -hmm. I got that out of the way. I went to see my sleep doctor to make sure that I knew what I was up against in terms of what are my actual needs? What are the things I actually need to address in terms of fixing my sleep? Because I think everybody who can't sleep um, just automatically labels themselves as I have insomnia without yes. necessarily understanding what the word means um, and and without understanding the depth and breadth of, of all that could be involved in self-diagnosing yourself with insomnia. So I wanted to make sure that I had all of those things nailed down. But now the fun starts because I get to start collecting suggestions, um, you know, interviewing people who have, I guess, for lack of a better term, you could say um, uh, life situations that dictate sometimes that sleep might be a challenge. For example, I'm very excited to find out how one sleeps in space. So we'll be talking to an astronaut about how on earth do you possibly fall asleep and stay asleep in space? And whatever the trick is that astronauts use, okay, great. I'm going to turn around and I'm going to try that myself for two weeks and see if it makes a difference and let everybody in on my data from my sleep tracker where people can see on a moment, uh, oh, okay, so when he tried this thing, uh, he slept 14 minutes longer, but uh, his deep sleep shot up by 23%. Uh, When he tried melatonin, this happened to him, blah, blah, blah. And so all of this time that it's it's amazing to me john that if you go into a a website like for example reddit and you go into the insomnia subreddit there there are so many people in there that are just lost and have no idea what to try next are desperate for solutions and don't know where to turn and so i thought you know what Maybe I'll weed out some of the crap along the way and and help mm-hmm. figure out where the snake oil salespeople are. You know, the ones who will say, oh, yeah, if you tried this uh, thing that you wear around your face, you're going to get the best night's sleep ever. Well, I don't know if the thing I wear around my face is actually going to work. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to try it and maybe save you a couple of hundred dollars on a thing to wear around your face, which might actually do nothing for you at all. So I don't mind being a human guinea pig if 
if it helps some other people along the way. Uh, I mean, ultimately, there's a self-interested case in it for me as well, because I would like to resolve my own sleep issues. I'd like to, you know, when I see all these things that say I'm supposed to be for for a, a male my age, I'm supposed to be getting 20 percent of my sleep every night is supposed to be what they call slow wave sleep or deep sleep. Um and I find out that according to my sleep doctor and my Fitbit that I'm actually at 2% instead of 20%, uh, you know, and that's the sweet spot for fighting Alzheimer's and cognitive decline and all these sorts of things. Uh, yeah, there's absolutely a selfish piece of this as well. But I am far from, you know, being the person with the worst sleep scenario in the world. So uh, hopefully along the way, you know, we can introduce people to like what you're doing. And and maybe that's as much of an answer as any. Maybe there's somebody listening right now who's going to try your website out tonight and boom, that's it. That's got it licked for them and that's as far as they need to go. And for those people, I'm incredibly happy because I have a lot of optimism for people who are doing the kind of work that you're doing. Mm. What I find, Neil, is that what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another. Right. Um, and that's why it's such a difficult uh, issue to resolve because, I mean, as I said, my wife goes to sleep with talking books. Um, we have a neighbour up the road who makes sure that she does lots of exercise during the day and gets very tired and doesn't have any problems going to sleep because that's another thing, of course, that's recommended for insomnia is getting some exercise and, and well, personally, I don't particularly like exercise, but it's one of those things I should be doing. I have a friend who had the – I used to have a lot of friends that did stand-up comedy, and I had a friend who had a line. He said, uh, you know, I would lift weights, but they're so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, people tell me I should get in shape. I mean, round is a shape. Absolutely, it's a shape. I'm 100% <laughs> with you. Um, John, I, I, I'm so grateful we got a chance to chat, and, uh, and as I said, continued success, and I hope – Hope uh, some snooze button listeners head over your way to uh, to see what you're all about and and see if maybe it'll be the thing that fixes their sleep for them too. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Great speaking with you. There you go, John Watson from Sleep Radio in New Zealand. Where you can find him, uh, as he mentions, it's sleepradio.co.nz or nz if you're in Canada. Sleepradio.co.nz. NZ, and it's running 24-7. Now, you heard me ask John about the science behind what he's doing with relaxation music, binaural beats, all of that. Uh, next week's guest is a neuroscientist. His name, Dr. Guy Leschziner, who has a fascinating book called The Nocturnal Brain that we're going to be discussing in depth on next week's episode. But when we started talking about John's project, I had questions for Guy about the science behind why all of that works. And here's what Guy had to throw into the mix. You know, in my, in my mind, I think that a lot of these techniques work on a very similar principle, which is that when you're concentrating on something other than sleep, that's when sleep comes if you've got insomnia, which is why, you know, have you come across a device called the Dodo? No. So, so, so the Dodo is a, is a little lamp that projects a circle of light on the ceiling of your bedroom and uh, it encourages you to entrain your breathing in, key, in time with this circle that's opening and closing. And some people say it's absolutely fantastic. 
And you know, you, you know, obviously there is some evidence that re- that uh, slow breathing reduces your sym- sympathetic drive, but I, I, my, my view is that actually the probably the most powerful aspect of that technique is that while you're concentrating on on breathing and looking at this circle, you are not concentrating on the process of going off to sleep so it's the same thing as people people falling asleep in front of the television when they're concentrating on something other than sleep that's when sleep comes so it's almost a form of mindfulness really there you go dr guy leshziner he is going to be the guest on next week's show as we get into detail about a fascinating new book that he's written called the nocturnal brain where he follows the stories of patients from his own practice that you won't believe some of what these people have done while they were asleep. But rather than just kind of stand back and almost in like TMZ.com fashion, just gawk at these people, what Guy's focus is, is what these activities that people partake in, i.e. the woman that went motorcycle riding in her sleep, Guy uses that as an opportunity to learn more about the function of the human brain. It's a fascinating conversation, and we get into that with Guy on next Monday's episode of The Snooze Button. Till then, my name's Neil. Thanks for being here. Hey, get some sleep, would you? 